Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 15. This is a psalm of David. And many people think this was a psalm of ascent. So imagine you're a family living in Galilee and you're coming to the temple This would be a psalm that you would read in preparation to come into formal worship. Let's just say it's a a pilgrim holiday like Passover. Before your family came to Jerusalem, you would meditate on Psalm 15. This was a way to get ready for corporate worship. When I think about preparing for corporate worship when I was younger, uh, rituals change over time, obviously, but we had a ritual you would go through. Of course, you would take your bath Saturday night. Thank Lord, thank the Lord I take more baths today than I did back then. But as a child, we would take a bath on Saturday night. You would put on your Sunday best. So there was kind of this ritual cleansing on Saturday night to get ready for church. You had to be clean to go to church. And we would put on nice clothing on Sunday morning, clothing I normally wouldn't wear, our Sunday best. And so in some sense, you were being told by your parents, hey, tomorrow's a little bit different. The Lord's Day is a day that's different than the other days of the week. So of course, we had a bath. We put on our best clothes. We would ride to church, and we might bicker and fight, but once we got to the church building, all that ended. So your behavior even changed when you got to the building. And there would be this type of almost like a call to worship where the banality of life and the silliness, we leave it behind. We were entering into something sacred. Uh, maybe our song service would begin, or we'd have a Bible reading. But in some sense, you were realizing, okay, we're at church now. Things are a little bit different. So we know that today those practices have changed. Uh, a lot of people don't enter what, quote unquote, a sanctuary or a, a church building uh, uh, like the ones we had before that look like a church building. A lot of people worship in gyms and some in shopping centers and all that. I'm not cracking on that or making light of that. But my point is, when I was younger, we had certain rituals we would go through, things that would signal to us, OK, it's time that we're going into God's presence, so to speak. Well, Psalm 15 is talking about going into God's presence and preparing yourself. But this is radically different than taking baths and wearing your Sunday best. This is more of a preparation of your heart, a preparation of of your actions. Do you have the right kind of heart to come into God's presence? This is a completely different look of what you should do before you come into God's presence. Let's read through this and you're probably going to be floored by what the psalmist says. Uh, believes is really important for a person that's going to come into the presence of God. This is Psalm 15, the English Standard Version. O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tent? Who shall dwell on your holy hill? He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does, does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in, the, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord who swears to his own hurt and does not change, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. So we get this question that begins, who shall sojourn in the tent? Now, this this word for tent in Hebrew is referring to the tabernacle. So this is talking about going to the tent of meeting where God's presence would be, where the Ark of the Covenant would be. Who will be able to dwell on his holy hill? So you've got two things going on here. The first statement is referring to the tabernacle that was the movable tent in the wilderness. The second statement, who shall dwell on your holy hill, is more of a reference to the permanent dwelling place of the temple on the temple mount on Mount Zion. 
So basically the question is who can go into God's presence, whether it's the tabernacle or the permanent temple later? That's a really good question to ask. What kind of person is invited into the presence of God? And the language here is the language of a resident alien here that the psalmist uses for us going into God's presence. In other words, we have to be invited by grace to come into God's presence. It's not our permanent dwelling place or our natural state of being because of our sin. So we see this idea. What are, what are some attributes of a person who is ready to come into God's presence, a person that is ready to worship God? Well, first of all, there's a consistent dedication to God in this person. This idea of walking blamelessly is not sinless perfection. That's not what the psalmist is getting at. The psalmist is saying this is a person that consistently in their life is dedicated to God in their actions. So that's one attribute of a person that comes into the presence of God. So you need to think about that when you're preparing yourself for worship. You need to ask that question. Do I consistently dedicate my life to God? Also, a person that's going to come into God's presence will speak truth. They speak truth in their heart. This is what we would call integrity. What you see is what you get. So I'm speaking truth within my heart. I'm speaking truth with my mouth. Everything is lining up. My whole life is a life of integrity. So in my heart, I'm speaking truthful things. And it's really important, self-talk. We probably don't consider that enough. What we say to ourselves really matters. What we speak in our heart really matters. So this idea of integrity all the way through. A person that God invites into his presence is also one who does not slander people. That would be through gossip or or other means, saying things that are not true about people or sharing information that's just not really productive about people at all. Don't slander your fellow brother. Don't slander your fellow brother, then decide you're going to come waltzing into the presence of God. So the type of person that God honors is a person that does not slander their brother or does no evil to their neighbor. There's a parallelism here. If you'll notice, there are parallel passages. They kind of heighten. So you've got don't slander with your tongue, and then does no evil to his neighbor. So this is a parallel concept. Someone that's not going to hurt their neighbor, that's not going to do evil to their neighbor. Those are the kinds of people that God invites into his presence. And so, verse 4, we have this, this strange statement for modern Americans. In whose eyes a vile person is despised. You may think, well, that's not very sweet. That's not very kind. Well, there are some things in the Bible that are a little bit edgy. And this is one of them. A person who despises vile people and a person who honors those who fear the Lord. So those are parallel concepts. Here's the deal. Who do you spend your time with? Do you condone bad behavior among people? Do you laugh away the vile behavior of people that are around you? That's what the psalmist is talking about. I mean, it could be anywhere from a, a joke that really is not appropriate that you laugh at or you, you make fun of or a person that you encourage their bad behavior by bidding God speed. Who are you spending your time with? Now, I, I get it. We need to evangelize people. you got to spend time with folks that, that don't know the Lord. But who are you yoked with? Are you yoked with people that honors God? Or are you spending your time with just vile people? And so the psalmist says the type of person that God wants in his presence is a person that despises those that God has rejected. Literally, that's what the Hebrew is talking about. People God has rejected. That's what a vile person is. Or do you honor those people that honor God? Are those the people that you look up to, that you spend time with? So something to think about there. 
And then a person, this is kind of kind of strange when you think about it, um, a person who swears to his own hurt and does not change. Now, what that means is if you implicate yourself in an oath and you say, okay, I'm going to do something, but in doing that action, it's going to actually hurt you. And a lot of times we try to find a, a free ticket out of an obligation and say, well, you know, that situation changed. I made this promise, but things have changed. So I'm just going to find a way, an easy way out of this promise. The psalmist is saying, no, this is a person that swears to their own hurt and they're not going to waver. Once they make an oath, they're going to keep that oath. They're not going to waver. They're not going to change. And then a person that God wants in their pre- in his presence is a person that loans interest or loans money without interest. Now, usury was really looked down upon for many times. If you go back and look at Christendom, so many times we hear how horrible you know medieval Christianity was. Actually, it was not that bad. If you go back and look at some of the practices of uh, Christendom, uh, the Dark Ages weren't so dark after all. Now, there were some things that we would scratch our head at. But one thing that they did do was they looked down upon high interest loans or giving a loan to a person and, and then expecting interest back. You would loan a certain amount of money and expect that same amount to be paid back. And so usury was looked down upon. It's, it's looked down upon in the book of Psalms. So this thing starts to form up about the kind of person that God wants to have in his presence. Do you find that amazing that for the longest we've looked at these externals? And I'm, I'm not slamming that, wearing your Sunday best and all that. I'm not making light of that. But so much was put upon the externals of how you looked when you got there and wearing your best. And of course, taking a bath, that would be good. Uh, people don't want to have a smelly person in the church beside them, I don't guess. But what the psalmist cares about in coming into God's presence is your life, your integrity, your virtue. What kind of person are you? Are you a person that has integrity through and through? A person that's not going to take a bribe against someone else? I mean, these are upright people. Could you imagine if the United States was full of people like Psalm 15? What kind of country would we live in? Imagine the type of freedom we would have. Francis Schaeffer said it best. He said, as our society becomes more and more pagan, more and more godless, the government will have to become more and more tyrannical to rein in the bad behavior of its citizens. You know, really to have a free and, and ju- a good society is you need to have a just society. You need to have people that look like Psalm 15. And I think churches are really doing a bad job of teaching us that this idea of the type of person that God wants in his presence, this idea of personal integrity. And I think in some ways, and, and I've, heard a Bible scholar say this recently, churches swing on these pendulums. And so there's this pendulum swing to, to grace, grace, grace. And of course, I'm a big believer in grace. Thank God for grace. We would be hopeless without it. But we've left discipleship in the dust. You know, grace comes with discipleship. Discipleship is actually a good thing. It's a blessing. So part of discipleship is learning to be the type of person and being molded in this type of person that Psalm 15 is talking about. So what a beautiful picture today of an upright person. This is the type of person that God wants in his presence. So may we aspire to this, what Psalm 15 talks about today. I commend this to you in your own personal walk. Well, thank you once and again for uh, tuning in. Listen to our Monday Psalm. These Psalms help me so much in my own walk. And as I study through these with you, it helps me grow in my faith. I hope it's helping you grow in your faith. And Join us back uh, tomorrow as we delve back into the Minor Prophets. God bless.